everybody. Thank you for checking out today's podcast and YouTube video if you're watching online. Uh, all summer long, we are having these conversations about uh, how you can be involved, what it means to do something together, what it means to have genuine, authentic community with one another. It's so important for us. And, you know, it's easy for us on a Sunday to kind of blow through announcements and get to a, a deeper word that Kevin has for us or another speaker may have for us. And sometimes uh, it's good to take some time and really dive into the purpose and the reason why community is so important. So that's what this series is doing. So thank you for joining us. Hope you're having a great summer. Today, you're in for a treat. Uh, my guest today is Johnson Guthrie. He is the student pastor at our campus, which is still weird to say, by the way. Um, he's a student pastor at our campus, and we're going to talk about the next generation. Now, if you've been following along, you know the first eight episodes of this series are asking the question, why? why these things are important. The second half, we're going to answer those questions and talk about the how. But today we're asking the question, why the next generation values community? It's going to be a great conversation. I know as a former youth pastor and a current youth pastor, there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. So if you have teenagers or you are a teenager, you're going to get a lot out of this. Can't wait to dive into it. Are you ready? Oh, dude, born ready. Okay, let's get into it. All right. Well, like I said, Johnson, welcome to the podcast. Dude, thank you so much for having me. Hey, I'm, wow. I'm glad you're here. It's, thank you, man. It still is weird saying the youth pastor and it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it is weird for a former my former youth pastor. Yeah. I mean, to... I, I did it for what? Almost 13 years or something like that. And yeah. so it's just, it's a little weird for me, but uh, you're doing a great job, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. If I don't tell you that. Well, thank you, man. You're, you're doing a good job. It's so fun. It's so um, fun. You've been, it's getting close to a year now, right? It is. And it, honestly, Craig, I'm not going to lie to you, it's really flown by. Oh, well, yeah. It doesn't seem like it was, was seven, no, it was longer than seven months ago. Yeah. It was like eight or nine. It was what, August? Yeah. August 28th is when I got announced. Yeah. So, so. it's it's been a wild ride. Um, for those that don't know you very well, why don't you just talk a little bit about yourself, like who you are, where you grew up, why you grew up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I grew up because uh, that's what, that's how God created anatomy. So, born and raised in Searcy, Arkansas, uh, I went to Searcy High School. I graduated in 2020 uh, in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, my my senior year got fun. got short just a little bit, but it's okay. Um, yeah, graduated 2020, and uh, I'm a student at NLC College, and uh, I'm also a youth pastor and trying to pour into these kids. Yeah, as possible. And it's a little. My life right there. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit about your life. Yeah. So we're, we're asking the question today, uh, why the next generation values it. And I don't know if, if even you realize this, I don't know how much you study up on like the generation, the, the generational numbers and stuff like that. No, no. no, no, no. <laughs> it all. You were saying so uh, generation alpha. I was like, what is this? Well, this so, <laughs> so I've been really interested in it lately, uh, mainly because like I have a daughter now. So I'm like, just kind of paying attention to like what what will she fall into but when it came to like student ministry on the tail end of me being a student pastor i always looked at the students i was leading as gen z yeah which was correct but for you it's shifting so the numbers go like this gen z are people born between 1995 and 2010 so you're a gen z -er. Yeah, yeah okay okay gen alpha kicks off in 2010 okay which is 13 years ago yeah. Means means you now have Gen Alphas As in well. your youth group. 
Yeah, that's true. Also, so I have Gen Z and also Gen Alpha. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're really reaching two different generations now. You're kind of in that hybrid ground. Oh wow. And so it's really interesting because, and, and I'm going to get nerdy for just a second, but for those that don't know. The reason Gen Z is Gen Z, they call them the Zoomer generation, too. I don't know if you knew you were called that or not. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But, like, yeah. you, your generation grew up with technology. Yeah. Like, you don't know a world without social media and without yeah. those things. Yeah. Whereas old old people like me, <laughs> you know, the millennials and, and Gen Xers and beyond, like, we, we know what it was like before social media and the internet and things like that. We yeah. grew up without all that stuff. So the question here is, Studies are also, so I'm going to read you a study real quick. According to Amity, 48% of Gen Z trust communities just as much, if not more, than traditional news sites and significantly more than they do social media. Hmm. So they trust relationship with people yeah. more than they do anything else. Which is understandable. I so think. speak to it. Why? Uh, I think it's understandable because uh, we're just so marketed to every day, like so much so that like we don't know if it's true or fake, you know. And I think the 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 thing we get from our, our relationships that we have with people, I think um, it's more valuable to 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 Gen Z and Gen Alpha because um, you don't know you don't know if you look on social media if it's true or not. And um, with so many ads, it's just like man, you know. I get kind of tired of it, and I know all of our, a lot of our students they check out. You know, if if someone posts a, a graphic on uh, social media, it gets three likes. Yeah, yeah. But if you do something that's goofy, stupid, anything outside of just a plain old graphic, it you know it gets seventy or eighty. But like, I just think we're just so tired of the marketing, the being marketed to data and all this. And I think we would rather hear, even if it's fake news. I think we'd rather just hear from our brothers or sisters and our in our relationships that we have. So is it the, the next generation craving authenticity over everything? Is that what you're is that what you're saying? I mean, yeah, I think so, yeah. Because you, you mentioned like and I know we both do social media, you know, mm-hmm. we we manage stuff like that and you know, that was my job before I was a pastor. And I know like it is frustrating <laughs> to be able to work on a design or a video or something like that and put it out there mm-hmm. and it just get nothing, yeah. get no traction. But yet there's dumb videos of somebody falling and they get more, more and they just traction. blow up, yeah. you know? So I, is it the authenticity thing? Is, is that what it is? Or, or I mean, is, is the next generation smarter than we are and they're just craving what's real? I think they're definitely craving what, what's real, like what's, what's more real. And I think um, they're really moving away uh, from a lot of, like, if they can look at it and be like, oh, that's cool, they're like, oh, I mean, that's just cool. All right, you know, that's just cool. That's all right. Because, I mean, for the longest, that's all we've ever really seen. It's just, just like the production, the the coolness, the graphics. And now it's like, you know, I've seen that. Yeah. You know, it's 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 nothing I haven't seen before. But this dude falling from a roof, I just have never seen that. So I think <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, so you're, you're with students all the time. Mm-hmm. Um what what does it look like when they're in community with each other? Like, what is it that that they value more when they're when they're hanging out offline, in person? What is it that they're valuing? They value. So what I've noticed is that they value a lot of laughing. Really, stories that make them laugh. Like that's how they connect, and uh, they also really connect through through music. So uh, whenever the students and I are, are, are traveling anywhere, it's like the the mission trip we took. 
you know, it was about nine, it was 12 hour. It ended up being a 12 hour trip. They, they stopped so many times. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Man, anyway. Did you have a van break down? No. Okay. Then, then it wasn't a real youth trip, but <laughs> you, you know, you got close. <laughs> No, but as soon as we hit the road, an hour in, hey, I gotta use the bathroom. <laughs> Come on, hold it for two more hours. Yeah, but uh, they were they were playing. Honestly, it was kind of surprising to uh, to Ashton and me that they were playing uh, so many sad music, so much sad. Really? Music. Yes. It was kind of got annoying. <laughs> it was nothing but sad music. But honestly, anybody like, want to specifically shout out because you're gonna you're gonna make them listen to this. Uh, well, <laughs> Hayden Lee, <laughs> Hayden Lee, uh, McKenna Likert, Ty Dorch, T.J. Rogers. They just kept playing like sad breakup songs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and Ash and I, like, we're on a mission trip. <laughs> Can we be happy? <laughs> but um, they were honestly just connecting through it, and. Um, you could see that they were they were singing the songs with like a smile on their face, and even though it was sad, but they were just you know it's just how they connected. And after that, I think they could you could tell that uh, their connection grew because they they knew the song, you know. So, um, yeah, that's good. I mean, I guess w- whatever connects them connects them, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, that's what it sounds like to me. Is is there's some there's going to be some common thread in their life that's yeah. going to connect them together. Yeah. Um, there's, there's more stat. I'm a stat nerd if you haven't figured this out, but you know, we talk about how much they value community and hanging out with each other yet studies show that they'll meet and they'll, uh, a lot of their first interactions will be online. Mm. And so they may meet at school, but early interactions are all going to be online. 57% of teens have met somebody new online, social media and online gaming are the most common digital venues for meeting friends. Yeah. Uh, only 20% of all teens have met an online friend in person though. Mm. So for me, that number says that there are, there are online friendships mm-hmm. and then there are real friendships. Yeah. Like w- w- would you say that w- they're, they're in person friendships or they're real friendships? Would you agree with that or, or am I off base there? Uh, Define real. Like what do you mean by real relationship? When real I, when I see that as, as an old guy, <laughs> You know, when social media first kind of came came around, you had there was almost like you were a two face. Like you you had an online persona. You had people you would accept anybody's friend request or follow request. Which, by the way, we could do a whole series on social media because it's very different today than it used to be. Like no more, you know, TikTok culture is not necessarily who you follow. It's more about what an algorithm algorithm gives you, right? Yeah, but in my mind, how I perceive it is it feels like there are, you've got all these online friends that you're never really going to meet, but you, they interact, they'll like your post, they'll comment. And then your real authentic ones are the ones you're at their house. You're at, you go to Freddy's or Starbucks and hang out. You go on trips together. That's an authentic real friendship. Cause you see them face to face or is this generation? It doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. Really? I think if there's a common denominator, of like, if since you and I both like sports, you and I can connect with sports. And if I met if I met you on, say, we're playing Rocket League, and I met you as a just randomly hopping on a, on a duo, and you're in there like, hey man, do you like put sports? And we just started talking about sports. I think um, having that common denominator is 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 just really what we value a lot in Gen Z, especially Gen Alpha, because um, 
I remember growing up that I just I had a, a lot of friends that I opened up to a lot more while playing Call of Duty <laughs> than I would with I mean that I even did in my person like in person friends. So wow. um, I think you can have friends that you may never meet, but you can also have friends that you you see every day. Okay, talk to the parents then about that because like even somebody like I mean I was doing student industry less than a year ago and this feels like news to me. This feels like breaking news to me because in my mind I'm like okay you have an online yeah they're they're kind of there but your real friends are here. So it, you you telling me like a friend is a friend mm-hmm. cross platform it doesn't matter if you connect with somebody you connect. What can parents look at then? Like what what can they identify in their students when it comes to what they're valuing and how they're making relationships? They may make friends with people the parent has never ever met before. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as as a new parent, you know, that's a little bit scary, but I also get it. It's just how mm-hmm. society advances. Yeah. So what would you tell a parent? So what I would say to the parents is honestly, um, you can do a lot of research on without Googling. And, um, if you're, if you're, if you're, your student, I'm calling a student, if you're a kid, you know, whatever your student, <laughs> um, if they're not a gamer, uh, but they're a social media person, like an Instagram or a TikToker, you can look at who they're following by clicking on it. And then you can scroll through all thousand of their follower, their following. And if you're, if you're suspect, like if you're curious about like, okay, I see that this person's talking to Jimbo a lot more. Okay, let me go on Jimbo's account. Who are they following? And Mm -hmm. you can see because, you know, like you said, they can put on a persona on their feed. You know, like I only post, you know, my highlights. Right. You know, so they could be like that, but you could see, okay, but what are they, what is Jimbo liking? You know, where's he, where's he being tagged in? What is all these followings? You can do a lot of research about Jimbo, you know, when he's best friends with Jimbo through DM. Um, But you can also go into uh, your student's account and go into posts they've liked. And you can scroll through all the posts that they've liked. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're going to continue to like sports stuff, well, you're going to see that they're liking sports stuff and they're going to be around a lot more sports things. Uh, if they're liking things that they you don't want your kid to like, then you can monitor that and you can say, okay, I don't like that. I don't want them to look at this. And then you can have a conversation. Yeah. Um, if it's gaming, a lot of them have a headset. So yeah. you can't hear what the other people are saying. But you can hear what your kid's saying. Right. So, like, if your kid is responding in a way, it's like, ah, that's a little sus. Let me ask him about this. And, you know. Which, let me translate for the old people. Sus is suspicious. <laughs> Just letting you guys know that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed the whole time, like, you keep throwing stuff in there that there's going to be some people that have no idea what you're talking about. It's like you're talking <laughs> Chinese to them. But. That's true. They're sus. What's sus? <laughs> Swiss cheese? <laughs> but, uh, I mean, honestly, you can learn a lot by, by uh, of what your kid's saying. By Honestly, this is just a real, uh, a real thing by what they're saying. You know, if they have friends over and they're in the other room, you can poke an ear in there yeah. without them knowing. But, um Honestly, I think just to monitor it and make sure they're around, you know, they're close five because we always say, you know, even the Bible talks about who you're around the most is who you're going to be. Yeah. And uh, if you want to make sure they're going to be, you know, good kids, listen to what they're saying, look at what they're looking at and look at who they're following. Yeah. And I would tell parents also, you know, because these generations do value authenticity above almost anything else, that's, that's, that's something as a parent to take note of when your relationship with your teenager, with your student, be as authentic with them yourself as you can be. Yeah. Um, you know, have, have that kind of relationship with your kid 
where you can say, listen, I'm just worried. I mean, I just, I don't know this like you do. I don't know these people that you do. I know you value them as a friend, but I, I need to make sure you're safe. Yeah. And I think having those conversations, some of the best parents that I know are the most authentic with their kids. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're just real with them. They, they, they will talk to them like they're an adult. They'll talk to them like they're a person. They won't try to baby them or anything like that. And um, those are the parents I always look at as role models and say, you're, you're, you're crushing this right now. Your kid respects you and, and you can trust them because they respect you yeah. because you're open and honest with them. Mm-hmm. Um, shifting toward a biblical perspective, you know, Proverbs talks about iron sharpening iron. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully, you know, when the relationships with these kids, as they're building relationships, not just in person, but online, do you, do you think they're finding people that are helping make them better? Or are they finding people, is it only that common thread? Or are they trying to, do you see this generation trying to improve themselves, trying to be better people? Um, how, how can we cultivate and sharpen those relationships, even if they're online? What can we do as, as parents and adults and even as students that are listening to this? What are, what are some tips for them to, to make, have healthy relationships and ha- have a healthy community? I think a lot of conversations, a lot of things I notice, um, it, a lot of it comes from the culture that you set in your household. So like um, if, you, if you have a culture set in your household of like we're going to value the Bible, we're going to value God, and we're going to make this the number one thing, that when you do find a find somebody who's just cussing up a storm online, it's like okay, like let's let's love them in a perspective of like of the Bible as a brother and a sister. So I, I think it all comes to like uh, the culture you're set you're setting and ha- the conversations you have early on with your kids. And uh, I think honestly, you know, I've even heard my mom say this. You know, I just didn't think you were ready to have that combo. I just didn't mm. think. But honestly, like. No, these kids are young. It gets younger and younger. Yeah, dude, that's true. <laughs> they're, they're already around six, eight, six years old. You know, talk about friends and and just the importance of finding good friends. And um, honestly, the conversations I have with students is like they don't know that uh, who they're around the most that they're they're gonna come like they're gonna be. So like a lot of students, they're like, man, I just can't get out of this addiction and stuff. I'm like, who are you around? Yeah. Well, they do it too. I'm like. Man, if you want to get out of that addiction, you got to start setting boundaries. And so I think uh, just having authentic and vulnerable conversations with your with your kid, and um, and I, I think to even add on to what you said with that is, you know, these these students love to see uh, that you're not perfect. Mm. You know, like they love to see you cry if you feel broken. If oh. you're broken, be broken. If you're sad, be sad. They just want you to be sad. Like they want you to be who you are. And you get the parents; they want you to be sad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they don't. They, I mean, honestly, even when I when I come up to them when I when I'm speaking to them, I'm like, guys, I've never done this before. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to try my hardest. But we're gonna go into this moment. I've never led this moment before, but we're gonna do it. And what I've found is that they're they're willing to try something new when I'm trying something new. So I think um, all that to say, I don't know if I'm kind of. Uh, hopefully, I'm answering the question, but um, it really just goes back to the culture you're setting in the household. And if, if you want your kid to be a great kid, you know, like you got to have first a great relationship with your kid and uh, see where they're at. And um, a lot of parents I talk to nowadays, you know, a lot of them do have a great relationship, you know, at our church and stuff with their kids. 
Um, and then we have some kids who, who don't come on Sundays and uh, they struggle a little bit. I always tell them, like, just have a conversation, you know, talk to them and be vulnerable with them, you know. So I think it, it really just matters about that. That's good. Uh, we're about out of time, but if uh, when it comes to what, what these students are valuing, so we just to recap kind of what we've learned they value authenticity. They want real relationships. And that goes with their peers and with us mm-hmm. as their adults and their mentors and things like that, their parents. They want us to be vulnerable and authentic with them as well. And then relationships can be cross-platform. It can go from, you know, Starbucks and, and third period class to uh, Rocket League, which is a video game, adults, um, <laughs> to, you know, Fortnite. Is that still a thing? Is yeah. Fortnite, Fortnite yeah, yeah, still Fortnite going? Still. Okay. Yeah, it's still and then, you know, social media and all that kind of stuff as well. And so students, val- they value relationship. And I almost want to say they value it more than their older generations. I think they definitely value it more than millennials. Hmm. I think there's a big gap in my age demographic of people who checked out almost. Yeah. You know, there's all those memes and videos going around like, you know, there's a reason millennials are this way. We went through this, 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 a war, a recession, uh, you know, 9-11 and all this other kind of stuff. And, you know, we're just beat down at this point. But um, I'm, I am encouraged by the next generation and their desire for community. It really encourages me, especially, you know, and I'm just bragging on you for a second, seeing students who are coming together and excited to be with one another and excited to go to stuff together and, and just excited to, to, to be in community and then seeing what they're doing. Uh, it, it is really, really encouraging to see uh, that they value this. Yeah. Um, you have any parting words for parents as far as the why goes, why, why they are the way they are or students, you know, so they can better understand their generation? Um, I mean... I think something that I've really just learned and I, I kind of think something that parents can, can learn with this too. If, if, you know, if they're having, you know, their friends over and I think students too, if they want to, you know, reach someone who's in their classroom, you know, I, what I've been learning is that you're not going to be able to have a deep relationship with everybody, but you can learn their name. Mm. And, um, I think if you're a student and you want to spread the gospel in your classroom, just learn the just learn the people around you and their name, and if you're a parent and your friend brings over a lot of friends, just learn their name, and then the rest of it will follow. Because every time you come over and you're like, "Hey, Jimbo," "Hey, Jimbo," and they they know you know like they know you know their name, yeah. and uh, that I think that's what they matter a lot right matter the most to them right now. So that's good. Yeah, um, I have to ask: Do you know a Jimbo? I don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't, but I can't use like the, the common names. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just mentioned you were consistent with Jimbo. I appreciate the consistency. That was oh, good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so this is how we like to end every, every episode. I want you to pray uh, to close this thing out and I want you to pray over this specific demographic. So I want you to pray over students and that they, you know, they value the right things with community. We've talked mm-hmm. about why they value it, but we want to make sure they do value the right things. Um, you know, that they are valuing, you know, what, what the New Testament, what Paul talks about, whatever is pure and noble and, and all those kinds of things. And so we want to make sure that, that those things are being valued above all else. Okay. So yeah, yeah pray, pray, pray over us and them. God, I just thank you so much for this opportunity just to talk about the why with the community. God, I just pray so much for the, for these students to, to come to know you 
and come to believe and also that they they walk in that freedom of knowing you and what you what you have for them father lord i just pray for your provision i pray for your wisdom i pray for your guidance and i pray for your knowledge to come into this generation and come into the parents who need to help this generation father Lord, I, I just pray that they know, that these students know that they are walking in freedom, that they do not have to be controlled by the things that, that feels like they are controlled by. They do not have to do that. Lord, I just pray for purity in their, their communities. I pray for purity in their minds. And I pray for wholesomeness, God, just goofiness when they, when they talk about funny stuff and it's not, it's not anything too inappropriate, God. I just pray that, uh, that they have pure minds and pure hearts and pure relationships. Uh, we love you so much, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you got something out of it. It was so good. Uh, be sure to, to if, yes, this here comes the shameless plug. If you haven't subscribed already, do it. Uh, you, not only do you, you get the weekend messages, but you're going to get this as well all summer long. And who knows, we may do some more stuff like this throughout the rest of the year as well. Um, you can find if you want, you can find the video version of this. I can get it out there eventually. Uh, you can find the video version of this over on a YouTube channel if you're not already here uh, by just uh, YouTube.com/slash/nlccersi. Johnson, thanks, man. Appreciate you hanging out. Hey, thank you, C Dub. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Bye.